Welcome to The Mary Morgan Show, where I take you behind the scenes to all things brand, advertising, marketing, and sales, and how I've done business a little bit different without a sales team, without a website, without a big social media following, without ads, and without all the things that you're quote unquote supposed to have. I built my business from $100 to my name in 2018 to 80K, 100K, $130,000 cash collected months over and over again. And we're revolutionizing the industry. So if you want to join us, follow along and I'll see you on the flip side. I would have missed being on. So I'm excited for today's conversation. This is a question I get quite a bit. How do you get out of the friend zone? How do you get out of the friend zone? So if you've had this happen where someone will message you on Instagram and they're like, yes, send me the link to your program. This sounds amazing. And then completely ghosted. Or they engage with you on social media and you have messages all day that are like, you're amazing, you're amazing, you're amazing. But then they're not actually buying. When you're in the friend zone, it kind of sucks, doesn't it? I would have people who would say, can I prick your brain on something? Are you open for a coffee chat? Can we connect? I used to think that this was something that everyone just got. No matter who you were in the industry, you had people who requested coffee chats. I will tell you now, over the last three-ish years, I have not had a single person ask me for a coffee chat. At least I haven't seen it. So maybe if it's in like another inbox or something, maybe. I think I do get a couple here and there in my message requests folder that are like, hey, I'm looking to connect. I just followed you. Can I see how we could be mutually beneficial to each other? Stuff like that. But very rarely. In the very beginning of my business, that was like the only message I got was, hey, I'm curious. I saw that you do this and that. Want to connect? And then the very first time I did it, it was someone who wanted to sell me their thing. And I was like, is this what you mean by coffee chats? Then I had someone else that did the same thing and it was the exact process that this other woman did. And I was like, is this an industry standard? Like coffee chats aren't actually mutually beneficial. It's not a real coffee chat. It's not a sip our coffees together and like, what's the hot gossip? No, like we're actually, you're just selling me your product. Like, okay. So then I was like, okay, no more coffee chats. And then it become be, began to be a little bit more encoded. And then I got people who started messaging that were like, okay, I'm interested in your services and your offers. Let's connect. And then I would connect and it was, let me pick your brain. So if you are in the friend zone, this is such a normal thing, especially if you're someone who is on social media, you share a lot of your life, you share a lot of the behind the scenes, like you are just raw and real, which we want to see that side of every single person online. Yeah, but there is a line where then we become the best friend. And it's like, mm, I don't know if I want to be there. <laughs> like, buy my stuff, come into my world in this way. So this is what we're going to get into today. Number one is in your content. So if your content is very focused on educational, like you are the go-to resource or on the very end of that spectrum, like no one knows what you do. So some of you guys, I'll look at your profile and I'm like, what does she do though? Is she even an entrepreneur? I don't know. How can I buy your offer, etc. So number one, if that's not super clear within like two to three seconds, if someone doesn't know exactly what you do, you're instantly like in the friend zone. <laughs> you're instantly like, okay, this connection is going to be someone that's great to connect with but I don't actually know what they do. So that's one. Number two is all educational content. So this is like, here are the five things to do to lose weight this week. Here are the four things you must do to blank. Five tips, like here's how to. The second I see a how to, I don't know about you guys, but I'm immediately like, but how do you know that that's what I should do? Like here's how to double your revenue. Here's how to lose 25 pounds. If we're super educational, either you become the go-to resource for someone and someone will say things like, you have amazing value. I just want you to know that. Thank you so much. I love being in your world. But then they won't buy. Or you have people who follow you, but they don't quite get what you do. So they'll compliment something random like great post or something like that, but there's no substance to it. So first thing you want to think about are like, are my people actually giving me substance responses? Like, are they saying things like, oh, this is great. If it's great, then I haven't, because they're a mirror, I haven't gone to the depth in, in my content and neither have they. And if my content is so focused on just pure education, now we're just a go-to resource for this person. 
So those are things I want you to look at is like, is my content educational where it's only educational? People are coming to me and I'm their go-to resource. Is my content focused on a lot of like my family, my life, but people don't actually get what I do when they follow me on Facebook or Instagram or wherever. What we want to do instead is have aha moments that you're giving your people. So instead of here's how to lose five pounds in the next five weeks, things like here's how I lost five pounds in the last five weeks. Do you see the difference? It's like, how did you do it? And you want to do it in a way where it's giving them aha moments. So what this looks like is when I was selling some of my programs, so I shared this story in, in the audit. When I was selling Iconic, this is a program all on content creation. Now, in my audience, I had people who don't necessarily believe that content creation is what's going to generate them more sales and more revenue. There was this belief of like doing more sales calls, um, master classes, like sales tactics, sales activities is what's actually going to generate more sales. So what I realized was I need to educate in my content and give those like aha moments that actually having a strong brand is actually what's going to generate you more sales. So this was the big pivot that I made. And I do this for a lot of my offers for a lot of my content. So you want to look at like, what is the thing that I help people with? And what's the level of awareness that my clients or people who watch my stuff, what do they have? I have a client who he works with people and he does hypnotherapy. And he said, I feel like people don't actually get it. Like they don't actually get the depth of what I do. Another one of my clients, a lot of her content is so focused on rapid therapy. So of course, when people work with her, they want quick results, rapid therapy, quick results. And she's like, yeah, one call is transformational, but really the real magic, like in anything, happens over months, even years. So I said, well, why don't you position where it's when they do calls with you, they're really clear on what it is that was actually holding them back, like what the root cause of you know, these wounds or these traumatic responses come from. And that's very truthful. It's like you're, you're actually going to get that from these calls. So... When you think about your content, are you giving people aha moments like, ah, never thought about it that way? Or are they going, ah, that makes sense. Thank you. Do you guys see the difference? Is this resonating? When I made this pivot, what I started to realize was I had way less people who would say, thank you so much. This was amazing. And I started to have people who said, ah, I need that. I want a call like that where I can really see the root cause really quickly. Or I see how you did this with your launch. I see the gaps. So some of my content may say things like how I used to launch before and after before, um, you know, five days on live video, 20 plus emails being sent out, Facebook ads over six figures and paid ads over multiple six figures in team expenses. Like this is what my business model looked like. This is what it now looks like. That's what we made then. This is what we make now. That's an aha moment because that's going, I can actually simplify my business and make more money versus here's how to simplify your business and make more money. I'm still showing you what I did, but it's more of this like leadership. Let me show you the path that I've walked. Let me show you the things that I've done that have changed my life. That's actually what's giving someone an aha moment, not your educational content. You see the difference? So aha moments, leadership versus pure just education content. So take a moment. Am I giving people aha moments? <laughs> Am I giving them educational content or no content that's actually relevant to my business. One, two, or three. When you're just educating people and you're just like, here's what to do, here's what to do, here's what to do. Okay, but what have you done? Like, what have your clients done? How does this work? So what I want you to think about in this moment right now and write this question down, if you're listening to this on podcast form, like come back to this and write this down. <laughs> Because I know a lot of our listeners will listen to this like while driving or whatever it is. Why do I create content? Why do I sell my offers? The truth and the reason you move and do these things is actually what's going to change the needle or move the needle in your business and change your life. So for instance, if it's like I create content because I love it and I want to educate people. Well, that's why you're being friend zoned. I create content because I want people to buy. Well, that's why they're not buying because you're so focused on them buying. Why do you create content? I want this to really land. Why do you create content? To sell your stuff? <laughs> to promote your program so that you're well known in the industry? So that people see you as an expert? So that people buy from you? Because you like it? Because it's fun? Your clients get to engage with it? Like, why do you create content right now? 
Why do you sell your offers? The answer to how you respond to this is often the pivot that needs to happen. Have people experience a shift in mindset? Okay, I like it. If it's like to change the way people see the world, then that's amazing. Do I do that? So when people respond on my stuff, is it shifting the way they see things? Okay, so this is one thing to ponder. Okay, let's go into number two. We talked about aha moments, educational content, or like zero content that relates to your business. And I've seen all of these. I rarely see aha pieces of content unless they're by like leaders in the industry. So this is like the biggest piece to think about. Number two is leading with vulnerability, leading with your heart on your sleeve. So many of us, and and for me, for the longest time in my business, I led as if I was a hard chocolate, you know, those chocolate truffles that are hard on the outside, soft on the inside, super yummy. That's how I led. I was rock solid on the outside. Nothing could break me. Nothing could stop me. I'm untouchable. I'm unbreakable. I'm unshakable on the surface. But behind the scenes, you crack that piece of chocolate spilling all over the place. And what I realized about this was because I held this facade, I didn't want people to see me. I didn't want to be vulnerable. When I was in masterminds, I would show up like, how do I show up so people like me, so people buy from me? How do I show up so people connect with me? That is how I connected with people. That's how I showed up. I was not showing up from this place of like, I'm just here to serve. I'm here to genuinely connect with people. I showed up with a preconceived idea of how to show up, of I want people to see my value. I want people to see, um, you know, I'm creating content so that people buy. I am showing up in this mastermind so people buy. I am doing so I get. And a lot of people run far away from that energy. It's like if someone walks in a room or you're on a date with someone and you feel energetically something feels sticky, something feels off, and you're just like, I just feel like they're in it for the wrong reasons. You're out and you'll never look back. So one of the biggest pieces around this is and shifts that I made was instead of being a hard chocolate on the outside, soft on the inside, I have my vulnerabilities all on the outside. And I'm rock solid on the inside. Nothing can break me on the inside. What this will do is I am able to connect with people. I am able to really be fully seen. So when I join masterminds, when I join group coaching programs, I am not asking a question and like switching how I ask it because I want to be seen a certain way. I'm asking it because I want to ask it this way. Okay. So I ask my question. I show up. I give and I give and I give and I serve. And what happens is people actually connect with me. They're like, can you come on my podcast and talk about this? Like the way you shared about that, I so resonate with the hurt and the feelings and just how you navigate that. Like I would love to share your story. And then I go on their podcast. And then a few weeks later, five people message me and they say, hey, I heard you on so-and-so's podcast. I love the story that you shared. What programs do you have available that I can be in? This is the difference in my world. For the longest time at first, it was like, I see your offer, either I don't want it or I have a hundred questions about how, you know, and then their sob story would come up. Yeah, but I don't have the money right now. I don't have the time right now. That never happens anymore. I don't have any victim mindset people in my world because that's not my standard. My standard is here. So either people who don't fit the standard will elevate and up level to this standard over time or they're at this standard and they know I don't make excuses. We all have excuses. I walk. When I didn't have money, I had I had $100 to my name. I made a $20,000 investment. I could have easily, the easy thing to do is like, I have no money. But I was like, how do I do this? This is how people in my world move. How do I do this? Thank you. How do I do this? Not, okay, this sounds good, but I can't. I can't doesn't exist because I can't doesn't exist for me. You can tell me anything. Can you climb Mount Everest? Sure. How? (laughs) Let's do it. Let's figure it out. (laughs) Got to start learning somewhere, but I'm not going, no, I can't. Even if I have a broken knee, a broken wrist, like I've done some wild things because I'm like, I can. And so I will say I can't do it. Well, watch me do it. This is why I'm here because of my bravery, because of my courage. So number two is like, do you show how you navigate these things? If you're a leader, you will naturally have people who witness you leading like this. So in my programs, I will have conversations with a lot of our clients. The other day, actually, I think this was in the audit. Someone asked, I have a program and the way I desire my clients to lead in this is I want people who show up 
who do the homework, who get the results. And then I said, well, why? And then she looked at me and she didn't respond right away. And I said, do you desire this so that people do the work, they get the results, you look good because now your results are your reputation. People see that you do good and then you feel like you're a good coach. And I saw her smirk and I was like, got it. How many of us have done this? We desire the evidence that we're doing a good job. We desire the validation that we're doing a good job. But then does that mean that you actually trust your value if you're waiting to seek evidence in that value, right? So there was a big conversation and this is just like a surface level of it. This was like a huge thing that we went into. And then I had a client who talked about, I just had someone join and only one person joined. What do you do? Do you end the program? And I was like, I decide if I run a program or not, not one person joining or 10 people joining. That is leadership. When we want to be out of the friend zone, it's power meets power. But often we dim our light, we start speaking here because we want to speak to our people. Why aren't they at this level? And it's like, we need to raise our vibration of our power. We need to up level who we are and then we become a match for next level clients. So when I think about leading with vulnerability, it's like, what am I walking through right now? What are the hard things that I'm walking through? Can I share some of those things? Like what is going on behind the scenes? Can I be vulnerable? Can I be raw? Can I run? an event that has one person and not feel scared or ashamed or guilty or frustrated? Can I be excited that this one human chose to be in this program with me? Like, that's incredible. I have clients who are like, I don't want to run a masterclass. I only have 50 people who registered. And I had this other coach tell me, don't run a masterclass unless you have 300 people there. And I'm like, I just had a client who ran a masterclass with like 70 something people. And it was a six figure launch. I've run programs, it was like a mini masterclass program thing that I did, 20 people registered for it, five, six, seven, something like that were at the beginning of the call, everyone else listened on replay, but like four stayed to the very end, it was a full day event, and then all four of them bought something, and then the one person on replay bought something else, and that ended up being 250k in sales from five people. So can we like throw numbers out the window? Can we just like put a yes in the chat if you're at this point, like you are willing to let go of the numbers, you are willing to completely be untethered and understand that like when I had 500 people in a masterclass, I remember telling this to my mentor and she said, you know, I had one sale. So I was a a bit upset about that. And she said, you know, Mary, when I had 500 people in a masterclass with me, that was a half a million dollar month cash. And I was like, That just broke my four minute mile. If you guys know the four minute mile story, you can look it up. But it's like when someone ran a mile and I think it was four minutes, (laughs) it changed the game because now everyone believed that they could do it. And then first, no one ever did it. One person did it, then hundreds, thousands, et cetera, started to do it. So this was my four minute mile. It was my thing of like, Okay, I am releasing the numbers. And that's when I had the 250K with like a handful of people. My clients started to see this and I realized the numbers are all BS. If you have five people on your email list, that is enough. (laughs) Like, it's not like that is enough. Okay, done. But you guys know what I mean when I say this. Like, it is enough in the sense of like, stop consistently trying to fill with more people. You right now in this moment are enough. You don't need all of these additional things to become enough. Those things will amplify your enoughness right now. What I said right there, if you really heard that, will change your life. Because it changed mine, but it took me building and burning a million dollar business to the ground and then rebuilding to actually know that. Whether zero people join something, one person joins something, 20 people join something, I'm still as excited. That's why I'm here. I wouldn't be here today had I been micromanaging all the numbers in all of my programs and all of the things. That isn't a person that's going to scale or even grow, to be quite honest. We grow our businesses when we are radically excited. Because you'll run a masterclass, let's say, you'll have a couple people join, but then your energy just shifted in the conversation because you're discouraged, because you're disappointed with your numbers, and that's it. So it messed up the whole flow and the whole dynamic. For those of you guys who were in 30K in 30 days, I launched a mini uh, membership on the back end of it. It's $50 a month, and I said, there were like no details. It was the funnest way to sell something. Funnest, is that even a word? Can someone confirm if funnest is a word? Anyways, it is now. It is now a word. So this was the funnest way to sell. 
I was in our Voxer chat and I wrote, uh, pick a number, 47, 49, 50. And I left the chat, closed it for a second. I went to make myself a coffee, made my coffee. And in my mind, I was like, it's 50. Like, this is this is what it is. I just feel the number 50 feels good. And then I checked the chat and almost every single person selected the number 50. And I was like, before this happened, one of the women in the group made a post saying, I don't want this program to end can you guys like keep this program open? Can we do an extension? Like Mary, make a link and we will buy this thing that you create that's an extension of 30K in 30 days. And I said, all right, so it is. And I knew I had a membership in mind. The name is not announced yet. There's a whole, I am very like articulate and eloquent when I want to launch something specifically like this because it's so big. Like when I announce this, it's going to change the game of my entire business. It's going to change a lot of you guys who are in here, your businesses. It's going to change the industry. So the way that I say it has to be done a certain way. So I made a fun game and I was like, you know, guess it if you desire to guess it and you'll win a fr uh, prize of up to $5,000, something like that. That was really fun. So we did this and then I just posted the link and all the ladies started to buy it. Would I still run it if one person was in it? Yeah, I would. <laughs> that is how I run my business. Simple, easy. And when people are in close proximity, like you see this, even in the membership, it's 50 bucks a month. I want to show you ladies, like leading with vulnerability is this. I can launch in the Voxer chat. Do I have thoughts that no one will buy? Yeah, every single day. That will never stop. You will be running a multi-million dollar business. You will be running a business at 5K. You will be running a business at billions of dollars. You will still wonder, are people gonna buy? <laughs> Is this wild? Should I do this? So it's not allowing fear to paralyze you. It's allowing fear to move you and walking with it anyways. This is leadership. So in that, I posted in the group. I was like, here's the link. Here's what we're doing. If you guys wanna join, join. Like this will be so fun. And then so many of them, like a good amount of people were like, um, this is such a no brainer. Like, yes, which was so fun because I was like, okay, guys, I'm going to launch this like July or August. This is just going to be like the first month payment until I figure out dates and all that. Like no one has any information. There's basic information, but like not a lot of information. So that's how we created a sold out membership. <laughs> so quickly. So it was so, so fun. And what I decided to do is like, we're going to do this like master, like there's going to be this whole like vibe and launch around it. And when we actually do it, the fun bit around that next will be like the ladies who already join. And if those of you guys who are listening and you're like kind of curious, you can DM me and I can send you the link to it. But um, when we officially launch it, July, August, I was like, for anyone who's joined already, I want you to watch how I launch this. So we're going to do like a behind the scenes pre-party and I'll share my launch process. I'll share like my thoughts around emails. I'll share my thoughts around like anything. I'm open to any and all questions. Like come on in and watch me launch. Watch me talk about sales. Watch me talk about the marketing, the branding, all of this and the vibe in this. And you get to see the whole vibe. It's a cancel anytime membership, like 30 days notice, just like any like subscription. It's basically this, just like a Netflix, just like anything else. The vibe is basically being in the space and calibrating to this vibe, this energy. There's something about 30K in 30 days, the ladies who are in it know, where it's just a vortex. You're entering this like money portal. So it's all conversations about money, deep wealth, integrations, identity work, belief work, like a lot of stuff where a lot of the women were like, I came in 1.0 version of me. I left 2.0 version of me. So leading with vulnerability, storytelling, your storytelling, your edge, your credibility, like everything I'm saying right here, it's having conversations like this. You guys see behind the scenes, super vulnerable. So I explained point number two by actually doing it for you. Uh-huh. Did you see that? <laughs> so it's like this story is how I sell. People see this. And again, like I said, whether one person bought, two people bought, 10 people bought, to me, it's the same. So I don't actually care. Of course I care, you guys know what I mean, but it's this feeling of no matter what, I'm excited to run this. Okay, so number one, aha moments versus educational content or no content, like which are you in? We wanna be in giving light bulb moments and aha moments of ah, that's how it works. 
Number two, leading with your vulnerability. So having the soft on the outside instead of being rock solid on the outside, no one actually sees you. You want to be more seen. You want to be more visible. Allow us to see you. Allow us to get you. Allow us to connect with you. That's what's going to move the needle. Okay. Number three is your level of power, which we touched upon a little bit. Often I see so many people who are in circumstantial power. Things are good in my life. I'm good. That's not power. It is very easy for us to be in our power when things are good. Duh. Like (laughs) things are good. I'm making all the money. My husband's doing amazing. My kids are doing amazing. Like my parents, like my grandparents, like whatever you have going on in your life, if you're like, that is good, of course, it's easy to be in your power. Who isn't? But the next piece to this is, am I in my power circumstantially or not? You want money to come in and flow regardless of your circumstance, you being tired, you being sick, money is still coming in, but then you don't want to show up when you're not up to speed. Like you see where this is starting to get sticky. It's like, I want to receive uncircumstantially. I don't want to have to open the door and sell for people to come into my space. I want them to just see my brand and buy daily sales. Easy, easy, easy. I don't want it to be, I have to do this big launch and then money comes in. I want it to be simple. I want it to be easy. Well, if you desire that and that comes in, not circumstantially, but then you want to show up circumstantially and be in your power circumstantially when things are good. It's like, if you want level 72 good, You got to be ready for level 72 bad because when the floodgates open, it's not a filtering system of life. It's not, okay, here are all the good things, level 72 good things. It's like, here, you want level 72? You've got it. Here we go. And you're like, wait, 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 wait. I don't want any of this. So if you desire all this stuff in your life, it's holding the duality of both sides. It's being in your power when it doesn't make sense. And we're all humans, so we're all going to have these emotions of fear, frustration, anger, despise, you know, all of this is going to come up, but it's, can you hold that and hold this? So this is where it's like, am I in circumstantial power or absolute power that's not relative? It's not relative to my circumstance. It's not relative to my environment. I am just in my power. And you are going to want to create circumstantial evidence, circumstantial power and absolute power non-relevant, non-circumstantial power. So what this actually like practically looks like is if I know I'm in my power when I have spaciousness on my calendar, I have days off, I can plug in here, I can plug in there, like that feels really good to me and I know I'm in my power, then amazing. Add that into your calendar and you just created circumstantial power. But then there are moments where you don't have those time blocks and then you have a call that someone just booked in with you. Can you still be in your power? You have someone who requests a refund and you have a no refund request policy. Well, then what? Are you in your power? You have a vital team member who just exited your team two minutes before a launch just started and it's supposed to be your biggest launch of the year. Well, now what? Who are you then? That'll show me your power. Who are you when you're at the dip? You're at the low. You're at the lowest of low. It's like, who are we there? That's your power. It's like when you think about teams, right? What's that phrase? It's like, you're only as strong as your weakest link. It's the same thing in power. You're only as strong and in your power in your weakest moments, not in your highest moments. It is so easy to show up when I'm all dolled up, when I've got makeup on, when I've got my lights on, when I'm in my vibe. But can I still show up and go live when I have an idea and I have no makeup on, but I want to share it on Instagram live? Or do I just not go live because I feel like I don't look good? It's like, who are you going to be? So when we want to be out of the friend zone, it's us showing in power absolute power, not circumstantially. It's showing up consistently in all the ways. It's being someone who activates others. Do you notice how a lot of this stuff you're like, but how does this even relate to the friend zone? Like who here is like, hold on, hold on. That was so good, Mary. Like, oh my gosh, this is so good. But like, wait, did we just go down a rabbit hole? Or like, how does this relate to friend zone? If you see how it relates and if you're like, where are we even right now? I need a tour guide. I need the map, please bring us back. How did this, how does this relate to the friend zone? I'm going to share. One of the biggest things I realized is where we feel like someone's not in the friend zone, it's the level of power that they hold. So of course, it's in the like strategic and tactical stuff in your content. I can be in my power, but then how I show up, you don't actually see my value because I'm only showing the educational or none of my business that actually supports people. So of course, there's this like strategic piece. But then when you go on Instagram live, why I focus so much around the energetics of this is like if you're on a date with someone, what do you notice first? Do you notice that they check off all the boxes or do you notice their vibe when they walk in? You notice their energy. You're like, oh gosh, um, 
I've got to go. This is not going to go well. Or you're like, oh my gosh. Okay. 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 All right. Let's have this conversation. It's like the vibe is everything. So that's what we want to look at is like, who you are is actually the game changer. This is why obviously video content does so well and being on camera and things like this is people get to actually experience your magic. People actually get to feel your vibe and your energy behind the screen where you, I mean, posts and stuff like this, you still feel that. So that's where your energetic stuff. And when I do this work with our clients and we go through the deep stuff, their content shifts. Because if you know why you're posting your content, you know why you're posting your offers, you, your vibe and your feeling shifts, everything changes. So one of my clients, Casey, she had one of her lowest months. It was $8,000 that month. And she was like, oh my gosh, Mary, like what do I do? So we sent out a reactivation campaign to her list and I wanted to get a feel of like, where are your people at? Like what's actually going on? She had 60 people who raised their hands and said, I want to work with you. So I want you guys to self-identify. What is what is the issue in this? Like where, what is going wrong? 60 people raised their hand. 59 people did not respond to her. So one person responded back and actually booked a call and then closed and became a client. The remaining 59, what happened to them? <laughs> so this is the conversation she had with me, but I want you to like pause and reflect for a moment. Like what do you actually think it is before we move on? What is the thing that you're noticing in Casey's example here? 60 people are like, yes, I'm interested. Yes, I want to work with you. One person actually does and reaches out. So this is a big issue. And I call this your leaky bucket because a lot of people just want more people. They want more butts on seats. They want more visibility. They want more people seeing stuff. Yet they have all these issues that are happening behind the scenes like this. Your leaky bucket is when you have like a pasta strainer where there's holes in it. If you pour water through it, what happens? Well, it flies right through the pasta strainer and you gave it a quick wash, but nothing else. So this is exactly what happens in our businesses is like if we have a leaky bucket or a pasta strainer, people, potential clients are just going to go through this strainer. So what we want to create is we want to plug these holes so that people are actually coming through our system and like staying in our world. 60 people and one person actually bought something. So she sent an email to her list to reactivate them, talked about her upcoming like offers and stuff. I can't remember quite how many were on the email list, but it, to get 60 was a good amount. So having the people who actually responded and said yes, that's similar to like a click rate, which without getting too technical, you want to see one to 2% on that. So she was way above her response rate. So responses were amazing, but then for people to actually take action, that's the game changer. So for a lot of you guys, you may actually see this in your space where a lot of people are asking you, what's the cost of working with you? How do I do this? How do I do send me the link? But then they don't do it. It's the follow through. So where the gap was in her business was the follow through. It was how she was speaking to her people. We did private work together and I have a couple calls. Actually haven't done this. So I'm really excited since 2019. I haven't done one off single like audit calls on people's businesses. So I was running a program called The Audit. And in this program, I was like, what if I do an upgrade where people can do one on one call with me and they'll get the program also, but they get to like see the audit and then we do it together. And then another option that's like multiple calls. So it was like three calls and some boxer. And immediately as I posted that, because my private rates begin at 30K, depending on what package, this offer specifically, both options were under 5K, which is crazy because like one call is typically about 5K. So I was like, oh my gosh, but this just feels so fun. I just had this intuitive hit. I'm like, I wanna do this, how fun would this be? So people started to do it. And I was like, I started to see the same shift that I saw in Casey in these like micro calls. Like it was so potent, so juicy. With this specific example, 60 people reaching out, 60 people saying yes, and then only one person actually buying. I was like, there's something that's off in your messaging. And what I noticed is a lot of her messaging spoke to what I call bricks, which a brick in my world, a brick or a ball, a brick is someone who you give them a little flick and they just won't move. A ball is someone who you give them a little flick and they're moving, they're rolling, they're going. Everyone in all of our businesses, if you're like, I've got bricks in my audience, I've got people who I have the best offers on the planet, 
and they just don't buy. They're just not moving. Or you have people in your audience who you give them something, you say things in your content, and it activates them. People start moving, people start going, and they're like, yes, yes, yes. Casey went from, and if you guys wanna see the full uh, call that I did with her, I'm happy to share like our interview together. She went from an 8K month to the following month was an, wait, should I tell you or should you guess? Okay, guess what her next month was? I was gonna say, some of you guys might know, so if you know, don't cheat and don't put it. But if you don't know, then guess. An $8,000 month, what do you think the next month would be? after we did some stuff with her audience. Actually, we just changed her messaging. So same audience, just different messaging. So that'll be your hint. So she went from an $8,000 month to an $82,000 month. And then shortly after messaged me after we did our video interview together. And then she was like, actually, just kidding. I had a $100,000 month, $8,000 to $100,000. I don't know what X that is. It's more than a 10X, like 11X, 12X. I don't know. I'm not good with that sort of a math perspective right now. You guys can tell me. But I was like, holy moly, what just happened? <laughs> And it was wild. And I see this over and over when, when we do this work because your messaging is everything. Here's the biggest game changer. In your audience, when we think about being friend zoned, you have people who are bricks and balls. So the way that I picture my audience, if I look at everyone, is like if bricks are like red color, balls are blue colored, your audience is half half. Like every person is half brick, half ball. Depending on their mood, depending on their vibe that day, Depending on what you say, they rotate one side or the other. How many times have you been in this yourself? You make a decision or like you hear someone say something and you're like, uh, no. And then you hear someone else make an offer and you're like, uh, yes. In the beginning of my business, I remember having a consult with someone who said, I cannot afford this. And the next day I saw her invest $40,000 paid in full to work with someone else. That was the moment I realized we are all bricks and balls. On certain days, I'm a brick. No, I'm not doing that, I'm not doing that. And then something changes, I'm activated, boom, I'm a ball. So why and how it was so possible for her to like more than 10X is not that we did something radically different. She didn't suddenly flood her audience with 10,000 people or change her whole sales process or change the whole thing, but she started actually speaking to her people in a way where they're like, whoa. I heard you differently now. Have you ever had someone who says, I've been following you for a while and something that you just said, like I just started following you and then I bought, but they followed you for a while and then something triggered them, something activated them and then they moved. I've had this happen over and over and over. And I notice it's every time I clean up my messaging, every time I audit my business like this, I've had people who go, I've been following you for three years, but then that email that you sent last week that spoke to me and that's why they're here. So to have more of this, which is basically activating the balls in the audience, in your you know, network, in whatever, it's speaking to activate. How do you speak to activate? And for those of you guys who have ever purchased Magnetic, so this was a sales program that I ran. We're doing like a new round. I literally just did Magnetic like two months ago and then something happened at the start of this month, as we were doing 30K in 30 days, I was doing that homework for myself as well. I had a massive up level of my business and massive things were coming through in terms of magnetism and sales. So I was like, anyone who's done this year's round or last year's round, like we have almost like 140 people already on this list. I'm like, I'm gonna redo some things because there's a big shift and I want you to be a part of it. So those of you guys in this audience who are watching and listening, who have purchased Magnetic this year or last year, you'll get this. And anyone who's not, if you want in, you can message me. And this is our like sales program. So attracting the right buyers in your space, offer suite development, like anything sales, how I launch, like my way of launching now looks completely different to how I used to launch a couple years ago where I had a massive sales team, uh, appointment setters, closers. Like it was a very masculine dynamic to then how we sell now, which is completely different. And it's really just based on our brand, our content, our offer suite. So when I think about, the evolution of the bricks and balls in my audience and how that switch changed, it was a lot of things. So how I used to sell spoke to bricks. It was get on a million sales calls with us or with our team, attend all of these trainings, do all of this, and then this is how to work with us. It was like jump through 
27,000 hoops to work with me. And then now they're continuing this process. And now I'm bringing in people who are victim mindset, who needed convincing to even come in, then who need convincing to continue in the programs. So this whole process looked different. Then I changed how we sell where it's like, now the way that we sell is like no calls, like very, very simple, simple, simple process. Really, it's just with the brand building. So when I think about this, it's like that is one way that I moved from brick to ball. Then it's in my content and how I activate people in my content. My content activates people to move. So this is a big piece, which activating people to move is literally the whole magnetic program in general. So I'm not going to go so deep into that because we'd be here for like the next three years. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But we'd be here for at least another like two solid weeks just going into that. And I could totally do that and geek out and we could have like a slumber party and do that. But that'll be a long ass podcast episode. So what I would suggest is like, where in my audience are people getting tripped up? So I want you to look at, so like aha moments, educational, no content or like no business content. Where am I? Where can I add more aha, like light bulb moments? So that's going to be number one. Number two is how am I actually leading the conversation? Am I actually showing who I am behind the scenes? Am I taking people through this experience? Am I sharing conversations I'm having like behind the scenes with my mentors, with my clients? Like, am I showing people how I lead? I don't hire my mentors because they know a strategy, because they're making X number of dollars a month. Like that is the cheapest expression of what mentorship is. I hire someone because of how they lead themselves. That's power meets power. If you want to have people in your space who are leaders, who are movers, who are shakers, then this is going to be a huge, huge piece. All right. So aha moments, number one. And number two, leading with vulnerability, allowing people to see behind the scenes. Number three, being in, in your absolute personal power, like how can I hold this not circumstantially? Number four is am I in trust or trusting? I'll probably do a full other training on this one week. Um, I share this in 30K in 30 days. It's like, am I the verb or am I a noun? The verb of trusting is like an action that I take. Am I trusting? Am I doing the action of trusting every day? Or am I a full breathing embodiment of trust noun it is just what I am just like having dark hair it is an like it is me it is not something that I just remove I mean you can okay so that might not be the best example but you guys know what I mean it's like this is just who I am it's who I am it's not something that I remove and then I become so this is the difference when we think about friend zoning it's like are you actually a living breathing embodiment of the work that you teach people are you power are you trust or are you trusting because trusting is I'm doing this Mary but where do I draw the line I'm doing this but it's not working that's not trust that's trusting okay and then finally let's get into like a tactical thing in like dm conversations okay y'all know tactics are my jam strategy is my jam I'm the strategy queen but without the energetics without the mindset without this information you can just throw everything else I'm about to say out the window because it won't land. Everything that I just said around the embodiment, around the trust, around the power, around leading with who you are is everything. What's the difference between two people who go on Instagram live and one who's making billions of dollars and one who's struggling in her life and in her business? I can sure bet you it's not the tactic of her going on Instagram live. It's not what time should I go on Instagram live? It's not it's not any of these little tiny details. It's who the hell are you? Who the hell are you being? It's your power. It's in how you show up. It's in your posture. It's in how you're communicating, how you're connecting. It's in your vulnerability. It's in your power. It's in your strength. It's in you. You're why people buy. When I was a sales intern at 19, an unpaid sales intern, that following week, I was traveling with the vice president of this company because he was like, who the hell is this little chicken nugget that is selling way more than a lot of our seasoned reps? Like he was trying to understand my mind and it blew me away because I was doing a lot of this feminine work. I was doing a lot of this magnetism. Like I was doing a lot of this before I knew it. And I was like, this is my gift. This is my superpower. I could teach people how to do this, you know, many moons ago. And then, I, you know, that's evolved. Here we are, right? But that was my first big girl job. And I was like, why am I so good at this? But then when I started to sell myself, I got on 165 sales calls without closing a single client. I closed one person who then wanted a refund back within like five hours. So here I am prior to this and then I did years in this and you know besides just the uh, 
luxury fur salon. Like I worked in marketing and sales and this and advertising, all the things. And then I ran my graphic design business. That was really successful. Why? Because it sold itself. But when I had to sell me, I struggled. I made a reel about this and I shared. It was like a funny little video clip. And I said, Instagram doesn't generate me sales. Instagram lives, podcasts, no, that doesn't generate me sales. Me in my power on a podcast generates me sales not a podcast. Like, can we just stop with that? It's like, stop looking for more strategies, more tactics, more things. This is why like the work I do in my programs and in calls, it's not about how to learn how to use Instagram. Like you can Google that. It's about the deep work. I tell people come to me when you're done with all the tactics, the shiny things, the launches like this and the things like that. And you're ready to go deep because guess what? It all works. It all works. So it's like in the work that we do, we get to pave your way. And when you're in alignment, you're gonna freaking love your life and your business. I got to $100,000 cash month and then I burned my business to the ground and then rebuilt it. It's very humbling to say the least to go from like seven figures to then like, okay, 5K months again, 10K months again. It was easier round two for sure, but it was humbling to say the least. But the biggest thing that I realized was money is just gonna make you more of what you are. And if right now you're frustrated, you're angry, you're looking for the numbers, oh baby, you're gonna do that at 50,000, 80,000, 100,000. Like that doesn't stop. So what I realized for me was I need to start falling back in love with me because the minute that I do, my life is gonna change and people started to feel that. That's the magnetism, okay? So spiel is done, onto DMs, onto strategy and tactic. <laughs> like how do we recoup from that? This is why like when clients come to me and they're like, okay, my blah, blah, blah isn't working. I'm like, are you open? Like, can we, can we go there? Can we go deep? And then we like unveil childhood trauma to then why they're not in their power to then like, surprise, surprise, they just 10X their business. And it's like, yes, it's the tactic for sure, but that's the easy stuff. I'm like, I can look at your business and give you a million dollar plan in two minutes. But then are you going to do it? Are you going to show up? Are you going to show up when people aren't showing up for you? Well, people aren't getting results. Who are you then when people aren't getting results? How are you showing up then? Like this is actually the work, not your million dollar plan. So when I look at a business and I'm like, we're going to do a call and I'm going to audit your business. I don't just audit the business. I audit the depth of your business. Because one of my gifts is I see the unseen. So I'll look at someone's profile. I used to play this game and I'm like, I can look at your profile. I know how much you're making, how big your audience is, how big your like list sizes is if you have one, what you've been generating over the past couple months, if it's been consistent, inconsistent, all of this from how you post because I feel your power through your posts. How crazy is that? And guess what? People feel it too. People just won't say, oh, I can feel your power, but they'll say like the connection just didn't feel right. So I went with this person. So it's like the sooner you do this, the sooner you change your life. It's like, this is actually the work. When I am DMing and when I am selling, the biggest difference that I've shifted is not overselling. So how many times if you're going, like what is the standard in your business? If the standard is I don't go back and forth in the DMs, like you know if you want it, you know if you don't, that is the standard. So if one of you guys message me and you're like, I'm curious about your private mentorship program or like your private mentorship, like how does that work, blah, blah, blah. I'll send you something. And then you're like, yeah, but is this for me? I don't know, should I do this? I'm like, I don't know, you know if you should do this. Like, who am I to tell you if you should do this now or not? It's the confidence. So we talked about you having your power. Do you trust your people in their power? Do you trust that Sarah that just messaged you and said no to you is in her power. Like I have a client who's on this call right now and she did the audit for like a three month calls, all of this. The one that I shared with you guys, that's the upgrade. And she was like, I really wanna do this, but I don't know. And I was like, okay, well, whatever you wanna do, like, let's do that. And then she was like, okay, you know what? I'm gonna pause right now. I'm not gonna do it. How would you respond to that? I want you to actually pause and reflect. Like, okay, if someone says no to me, what do I say? Do you oversell? Do you overstimulate in the conversation? Do you get mad? Do you ponder on it and be like, what am I doing wrong? Or are you just like, okay, who are you? What are you doing? I know this episode is going a little bit longer, so I'm going to try and wrap it up in the next little bit here. <laughs> okay. But I really want to make sure I get this through. I left the conversation and 72 hours later, she messaged me and she's like, if you still have room, if you'll still have me, I would love to be on. Are you cool with that? Are you okay? And then that was it. And then she said yes. And then she joined. She's like, I have my credit card. I'm ready. Sorry. I just needed some time. And I was like, first of all, no need to apologize. But can you hold your power when people say no to you? I see so many people slip up in the DMs and in when they sell. 
in how they sell and who they're being. I just recorded one of the audio drops for Magnetic around this. I shared with you guys, I had this huge breakthrough around sales and how I've been selling lately that has changed the game that's gonna change the industry. And I just need to record them as they come through. I usually will do a live program, but I was like, this just needs to, cause it's coming in pieces. Like I'm getting it and then I'm like, I need to record it. So I'm recording it in its most potency so that it can be delivered in that frequency. And then I'm going to do some like deepening calls in that program. That's going to be really fun. So it's like holding the energy. So if you're good in the DMs, then it's work on the content. If you're like wavering, you've got weird vibes, you send, yeah, sounds good. Let me know when you're ready. But then behind the scenes, it's like, can I actually still hold the energy? So this is what happens over and over and over. It's like, okay, content. First, energy before even content, because we said, who are you being on the live? Who are you being when you write the content? So the energetic flow, then what am I saying in my content? Aha moments, like all of this, because if I'm in my power, I just naturally write content like this. If you ever feel to yourself, well, I don't even know what to say. I don't know how to say it. Like, what should I post today? I'm going to break your, I was going to say break your mind. I'm going to like give you a breakthrough. <laughs> That's the word. I'm going to break your mind right now. <laughs> I'm going to give you a mind-blowing moment around this. So I remember sharing this with one of my mentors and I said, I feel like, you know, what should I post today? And then I started to realize that's not me and my power. Me and my power is like, what do I want to say to the world today? If you have a content issue and you're like, what do I post today? The biggest thing people look at is hooks for social media, how to write more content for social. Like you look for a band-aid, you look for a tactic. But the thing about that is that's going to help you in this post that's not even gonna get you more traction. Maybe it does, maybe it doesn't. Like that doesn't even matter. But the depth, the deep work is what actually matters. Can I work on who I'm actually freaking being behind the scenes? Because then I'm gonna be like, this is the content. This is the post. This is what I'm saying. I never question, what do I say? How do I say it? When do I say it? It's like, this is what I'm saying. That's it. This is what I'm saying. Done. So if you're noticing in your content, I don't know what to say. I don't know how to say it. Am I clear enough? Do people see my value? First of all, get Shibuti in Iconic, but also, little plug, shameless plug there, but also it's the vibe, it's the energetic work. And I'm so excited with the new membership that we created. I shared with you guys earlier, 50 bucks a month. I'm so excited for this because a lot of people who couldn't afford my other programs, like this will be such a beautiful way to plug in and be in this vibe consistently, be activated consistently. When I'm on calls with my mentor, I don't need mentorship at this point. You get to a point in your business, like I actually didn't even need mentorship at 5K months, quite honestly. It's like, you've made money, you know how to sell, but why do I consistently plug in? I don't plug in because I have issues, because I have problems. A lot of people sell like this and it's a turnoff. It's a turnoff to leaders. It's a turnoff to people in power when you say things like, okay, well, what are you struggling with? What do you need right now? Babe, I need nothing right now, but I wanna be activated. I'm good, I wanna be better. I'm good, I'm freaking amazing, but I wanna be out of this world. Well, that requires mentorship. Do you wanna help people who are bad to good and you're like their therapist? Or do you wanna help people who are good and you wanna make them great? And I thought about this when I was at zero in my business. I'm like, I wanna help people who are good be great. That's when you're speaking to people in power. You're not speaking to the people who wanna be friend zoned, who wanna friend zone you. When I'm looking for people to work with, 99% of people are showing up in this identity of like, not in their power, friend zone, et cetera. I'm like, I am not your client. But then I see people who are like, I don't care what she's making. Like for me, I don't care what someone else is making in your business or whatever, like, but you're in your power. I wanna work with you because power meets power. It's that dynamic, okay? So am I overselling? Am I overstimulating? Am I trying to get people to understand me? Well then, are you speaking to people and you're trying to get them to understand you? You're not speaking to power. We get it, <laughs> we've got it. When you speak to people like they get it already, you don't need to sell. You don't need to overstimulate in a conversation. They just get it. So this is the biggest piece, okay? So let's do a quick recap. Aha moments is number one. Can I give more light bulbs? Instead of here's how to, it's here's how I. Instead of this is what I did or blah, blah, blah. It's the biggest miss, like why this isn't connecting with your audience right now. Why there was five pounds that, that you've been trying to lose. Like what it, what is it? It's like, descriptive, it's detailed, it's specific, but it's like light bulb moments, not necessarily just educational. That's number one. Number two, leading with vulnerability, just like I shared that story. Number three is, are you in absolute power or circumstantial? Can you show up regardless of numbers, regardless of show up, regardless, like, are you going to keep going? Are you in this no matter what? Or are you in this when you look good? When you look cool online, then you show up? Or are you in this 
in spite of that. Whether if zero people attended this call today, I'm still showing up. I don't care. All right. Do I like when people show up? Yeah, of course. It's like if, if your husband compliments you, are you going to be like, oh my gosh, you think I'm beautiful? Really? really? Or are you going to be like, oh, thanks, babe? It's like you don't need that to validate you just like you don't need people watching you to validate you. So today, flag in the sand, like the vibe moving forward for you listening to this is like, I am Mary freaking Morgan, but like you, right? I am Rebecca. I am Sarah. I am Marita. Like, I am me. This is who I am. I don't show up and create content so that you buy. I create content because I want to. I don't sell my offers so that I make some money. I sell my offers for global impact, for exponential wealth, for generational shifts, for everything that comes through the work that I do. Like there's a power in this. I don't use social media so people buy something by Friday. I use social media as a platform to give space, to be the megaphone of my voice to the world. So do I care if someone buys Friday? Uh, no, that's the cheapest expression of the work that I do. So circumstantial or absolute power. Then we talked about, are you verbing? Are you nouning? Are you verb trusting or are you trust. I just am trust. I just am power. Or am I in power? Am I trusting? I am trying. I am doing. Or am I just the embodiment? Like it is just me. I am who I am. I sell, not Instagram. And then when we're selling, when we're on DMs, when we're on calls, like am I overselling, overstimulating, trying to get people to see my value? Or am I just educating? Like this is what it is. If someone asks me like, you know, what's included in private coaching? How does it work? Like all the things. It's just a simple, this is how much it is. This is the months. This is what's included. If you have this friend zone issue, you are talking to victims. You are not talking to people in power. And often we are not in power. We are in victim. We are in blame. The minute you take ownership. So this is again, game changer number like 733 here. Okay, ready for it? And then we're going to wrap up. The biggest thing that I realized is I control it. I am responsible for the friend zone. I am responsible for my team mess ups. I am responsible for who enters this space. So if I'm responsible for that, I can change that. If I am calling in victims, I am calling in people who want to be friends with me, then how am I calling these people in? What am I doing? Because it's on me. It's not my market. It's not my niche. It's not my people in blah, blah, blah. I've heard this over and over. And no, it, it's, it's you and it's us. But that's a good thing. If you're the problem, you're the solution. If they're the problem and they're the solution, well, geez, we better hope that they do something soon. Like, are we just going to sit back and wait for them? You are in your power, so you get to decide. You get to change these things. And I want you to take this away from today's call. How would I speak to my people if I knew they weren't friend zoning me? It's just a pivot in your mindset. It's just like, instead of thinking, my people are not buyers, they're freebie seekers. Yeah, maybe. But maybe it's in how I offer my things. Maybe it's in my power. Maybe it's in my belief that some of my offers are better than some of my other offers. Maybe I'm talking so much about my one-on-ones and then I'm, okay, I'm seeing this. So like really look at the work and how you're connecting with people. This is huge. Can you talk to people who are in their power? How would it look for you today if you spoke to people who are in their power? How would you activate people who are in their power? How would I talk to my people if I thought they weren't friend zoning me? So I want us to just shift in this moment my people in the past used to friend zone me. They were friend zoning me. But now my people don't friend zone me. I speak to leaders. I speak to people who are good. I speak to people who are in their power. They don't actually even need me, but they desire to work with me. They desire to be activated. They desire to exponentially shift their lives. They desire global impact. They desire to feel the most fit that they've ever felt. How would I speak to people if I saw their power? How would I speak to people if I trusted their timing? How would I speak to people if every like engagement, how could I like celebrate instead of just celebrating money wins? How could I celebrate even when people inquire? People are curious about working with me? Like, yes, 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 yes. How would I speak to people just like I see my power and I trust my timing? How many times? Okay, game changer number 753 here. Okay. How many times have I inquired? I've reached out to someone and I asked them, hey, I'm curious about this offer. And they told me some of the details and I'm like, okay, cool. And then I just leave the conversation. I don't even respond, whatever. And maybe behind the scenes, they're like, oh my God, is she going to buy? Is she not going to buy? Oh my gosh, I'm freaking out. Like, but we're so neutral. When we're the buyer, we're neutral. Okay, sounds good. Thanks. Okay, let me see. Ah, maybe I'll do this next year. 
or maybe I'll do this now. It's neutral. All of this buying and selling is neutral. It means nothing about us. It means nothing about friend zoning. It means nothing about any of these things, which is so counterintuitive. I get it. It's like, yes, there could be some friend zoning happening, but make these decisions from a neutral place. It's like, it's not bad. It's not good. Okay, cool. How can I refine my messaging? How can I refine my marketing? Easy peasy, lemon squeezy, done. But when we start to make it such a bad thing, it's huge, okay? So this is a really, really big piece. How would I speak to my people if I knew and I saw their power? Thank you so much for being on. You all are so amazing. I'm sending you so much love. Thank you for being on tuned into the podcast i highly suggest listening in our episodes drop each week on tuesdays so you can always plug in there if you want to be in the vibe the membership is a great place to be in the vibe as well what else is happening in my world i will be launching something really really soon it's going to be a free masterclass that's coming up i haven't done one in a hot minute i think the last big masterclass i did was evolution which was december 2022 so i don't do these often at all but this one's going to be huge and it's going to shift the industry. So I love you all so much. Sending you so much love and I will see you all very soon. Bye ladies.